I think you can never go wrong if you stay with your core and your values. As I've said, I've pivoted several times um, more within the realm of social media. So it's not like completely different, but the thing that grounds me is a bit of the storytelling, a bit of understanding audience and creative problem solving. So that always is at my core. This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? Thanks for joining me. What was that? Episode 583. Crazy times. We're moving right along here. Um, Now, before we jump into today's topic, uniquely you, by the way, why wouldn't you want to be uniquely you? And I can tell you why, because we're taught to fit in, not to stand out. But today you have to stand out. So we'll dive into that topic and talk about that. I'm already, I'm watching my guest in the green room. She's already nodding her head. So I'm on the right track. But before we get to the show here, um, this is the latest review. I think it's over on Apple Podcasts. Don't know what to tell you about their screen name. Smiley face, blushy face, um, crap emoji, right? Content really annoying to people. So, but either way, I love the variety of guests and the powerful storytelling lessons. Really appreciate all the reviews. Um, if you like the podcast, if you like the show, head on over to um, wh- wherever you want to. Honestly, you can head on over to Amazon. You can head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and where else? Podchaser, everywhere. Just Google it wherever you listen to the show. Leave me a review. Uh, really quickly, the latest book is out. Is Marketing a Good Career? I really hope you check that out. Um, you know, put a lot of effort into that book, trying to share value with you as you are considering whether or not you should go into marketing. And the answer, of course, is it depends on what are you good at, what do you want to do with your career. So let's get to today's guest, Adrian Shears. Um, she's a social PR coach helping leaders unleash their expertise. I'm not going to get into a monologue here about everybody screaming, I'm not an expert. There's way better experts. There always is. There's always better athletes. There's always better podcasters. There's always better writers. You don't have to be the best, but still be uniquely you. Let's find out what Adrian has to say about the topic. Welcome to the show. Hi. If you're not watching us on any video channel, you can watch on Spotify. Please head on over there. You can see us fist bump. It's one of the favorite parts of my of the show for me, quite frankly, um, when I see people come on and, and, and we do that. Adrian, tell us, why is it so difficult for people to actually build a personal brand uh, publicly and intentionally? Well, there's a lot of reasons. First, the thought of having a personal brand gives people a lot of ick factor. They're like, oh, I should just work hard. You're really um, not encouraged to build a personal brand. And I'll give you an example. The beginning of my career, um, I graduated during the Great Recession, which means there was not a ton of jobs. And I quickly figured out in order to stand out, I really needed a personal brand. 
And so social media was fairly new. So I created a blog. I heart social media DC. I had guests. I had meetup events in DC called I heart social media DC. So I was becoming pretty well known in the DC space for social media. And so I was having a freelance career, but I really wanted a nine to five since I never worked before and it wasn't my goal to be an entrepreneur. And so I went on this interview and prepared. I was ready. The panel liked me. Um, I was excited and I got rejected. And I learned later the reason why I got rejected was because I had a personal brand. They thought um, I wouldn't be able to work well with others, that I wouldn't be focused on the work. And so some people will weaponize a personal brand against you. However, there are right people appreciate a personal brand and a personal brand has given me the opportunity to speak with you today, um, to get interviewed um, by the media, conferences, get paid speaking gigs, better clients, a lot of different things. Another reason why people have a problem with building a personal brand is you really have to dig deep into who you are. And sometimes you just don't want to do that. And as you said earlier, we're taught how to um, not stand out. It's really important to conform. And so that's really uncomfortable for a lot of people. So you have to work through that. And especially if you're creating online, you're putting yourself out there. And while you get lots of compliments, you can also get people uh, to say not so nice things about you. So it's got a few reasons why people don't necessarily want to dive into having a personal brand. You know, and I've, I've had people try to weaponize my brand against me. Uh, usually it's like, well, he said this on social media. Well, he said that. And I'm like, well, you, first of all, you can prove what I say. And I haven't used social media in a true, you know, you know how uh, the, the, the kids or whatever young adults that grow up with social media, how they use social media, right? It's like, it's like we're just having a beer or whatever, like it's more social. I don't think I've used social media in that way in, in maybe forever, maybe early on I did, but today I use it for as, as a business purpose, right? Yes, I'm still social. Yes, I still share stuff. Yes, I still respond to people when they're not jerks, but I don't use it as in, oh, today's today today at my work was horrible because of whatever like i don't do that even if that's ever the case right so i think people have to figure that out but let's kind of dive into why do people uh, weaponize your brand against you and how do you decide that you want to actually move forward from that so i believe that having a personal brand gives you the power of options so i think it's one of the best investments you can make we're seeing right now a lot of people are being laid off um, if you get laid off and you've been working hard, but people don't necessarily know who you are, maybe you don't have a role that's very public facing or you don't get to interact with a lot of people, you're really starting from the bottom and having to apply to jobs. Um, if you don't have a network, it's, it's really hard. And so I think why people weaponize is because like I said earlier, you have options. You'll have people in your LinkedIn um, asking, hey, would you like to consult for this? We'd like you to speak at this. We'd like you um, to apply to this job. Or they may just not ask you to apply and come in. So if you have options, if an employer or someone's treating you poorly, the person with options like, I don't need this. But if you're in fear because, oh, gosh, if I don't have this, I have to now 
go through rounds and rounds of interviews. I have to apply cold. Nobody wants to do that. The hiring process is terrible. Um, I've been ghosted more times than I care to admit. I probably wouldn't need a job if um, I got paid for every time I was ghosted by a recruiter after the third or fourth round. And so it's options. Um, for me in my career, I've worked in social media marketing and I've been pivoting to be the social PR coach and helping people increase their brand and unleash their expertise, as I like to say, so they can be a thought leader and get the opportunities they're looking for, whether that be better clients, consulting, speaking, whatever their goals are. Um, so having options in this time is a little bit dangerous for people who operate in fear. You know, don't get me started on the hiring process of some companies. I just saw a TikTok maybe yesterday and this uh, woman, she says, I had five rounds of interviews and here's how many hours that was. And she goes, by the time we got to the fifth one, I'm thinking, if it's this stressful before I even work there, like, do I really want to work there? Is it going to get any better? Probably not, right? So at some point, um, you kind of have to figure out what you want to do. I also think for me, you know, I've had a full-time job most of my career um, and other than when I, you know, when I, when I focused on something else there for a little while, but it wasn't a huge amount of time, but it has always helped. It has always helped um, to build a brand from learning different things, from meeting new people like you and I are meeting, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying, I'm learning stuff. And without building my own brand, I wouldn't get there. But how do we, how do we decide? What are we going to do? What's our brand? And then how do we build it? I mean, not everybody loves to hop on a podcast and just chat, right? Not everybody loves to write blog posts. Not everybody loves to do whatever. Well, how do you determine what are the best ways for you to, to do that? That's a great question. And I will say I'm a little biased because I do like hopping on podcasts and I do like writing blog posts and I do like speaking at conferences. So if you don't like doing any of those things, um, I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure how you build a brand. Um, but I will say how you decide is what do you want? And if you decide I want something of control, more control over my career and my narrative. And I think what a lot of people's hesitation of building a personal brand is you think you now have to be a creator, that you have to post on social media every day, that you have to create videos all the time. You don't need to do any of that. You can really just start with LinkedIn and saying who you are, um, who you serve, and what your value is. And before you do any of that, I like to do some exercises in asking myself a bunch of questions. Simple, who are you? <laughs> and I also like looking at whatever people have told me in the past and what are those common themes? One thing I've heard a lot of is I look at things differently. And no matter what I've done, whether it's PR, social media, in-house or whatever, the reason why I frequently get hired is because I approach things differently or I see things differently than anyone else. And so the transition to social PR coach makes sense because I see things differently. So I give people solutions or questions that they hadn't thought about in a certain way and they appreciate that. Um, when I go back to how do you build this personal brand, look at what are your strengths? What do you do better than anybody else? What do you approach differently? And then also what is weird about you? What's maybe something you got made fun of for as a kid? All of those things um, give you insight into you and you tap into something which I like to call your superpower. Um, from there, when whether you have a nine to five or not, you really need to focus on the value you bring. Don't have your LinkedIn be, oh, I'm a social media manager for Pepsi. 
Because when you're no longer a social media manager for Pepsi, what are you? Are you a social media manager that, um, you know, gets influencers buzzing organically, that does conversions, whatever, um, whatever your strength is, something that will be with you regardless of who your employer is. Um, another way to build it is to really just talk to people. When you go to networking events, um, just say who you are, what you do, and, and really be consistent. And I think that's a great way to get started. And also realize there's levels. There's do you want to monetize your personal brand versus you just want people to know who you are um, when you apply to a job or attend a conference. Those are two different levels of efforts. So once again, that ties back to what is your goal? What are you trying to do with this personal brand? I mean, everything in life comes down to goals, and it's always so interesting. We have to remember um, to actually figure out what those goals are, because otherwise, we just end up having some goal that we're like, oh, that's the goal? Is that the point? Maybe not. When you talk about monetization, it's very interesting, because certainly one way to monetize it is to keep getting better jobs, to get a new job, or if you're laid off, you know, also to find a new job. The other way is, uh, I would not recommend necessarily to go down the create as much content as you can and, and monetize it through ads. That's probably one of the hardest ways to monetize anything, but you can monetize your brand, you know, by working with the right brands, by working on the latest platforms. I mean, I, I think it was Michelle Nagomi who was on the show and she said, Walmart has an, uh, um, an affiliate program now. I don't know why. And I'm like, they do? And her point was, they're so late to the game. And my point is, I'm signing up for everything and I'm seeing what works and what doesn't. So both of those points can exist together, but it was just interesting because my opinion always is sign up, do it, try it. Now, you talked about uh, employer loyalty and what's your opinion on, you know, some of the older generations, which of course I'm getting closer and closer to that too, but uh, they say, oh, there's no loyalty in uh, employees anymore. They just hop every three years or sometimes quicker or whatever. And my opinion has really become that the reason people used to stay in jobs for a long time is because they were employer finance pensions. And today, the only way you can get a real good raise, as far as I can tell, or, or maybe I'm wrong, you tell me if I'm wrong, is by, by, by jumping jobs, right? That's the one way to get uh, you know, a substantial raise. So is this, are people just job hopping or are people just doing what's best for them? people are doing what's best for them. I'm a little biased because I'm a millennial. So I came up in a really bad job market um, where the salaries were pretty low in comparison to what previous generations had made and previous to what my education cost. Um, so the only way I could really survive was to job hop. So from one job, I literally increased my salary by 70%. I would have never made that if I had stayed. I would probably still be severely behind. So yeah, is is I have bills to pay. <laughs> I would love to be loyal and not have to, you know, have a personal brand and just be treated right and have the golden parachute or golden handcuffs, whatever they call it, um, at the end of the day. But staying at a job for too long actually loses you money. Um, and I'll just speak for, to being a millennial. I know that's true for us. I'm not sure about, you know, other generations, but um, no, there's no loyalty. We've just literally seen all these people get laid off. One of my good friends, you know, was pregnant and got fired or laid off. Um, I had lost my job as soon as I closed on a house and they knew I closed on a house. Um, so no, you have to do what's best for you.
You have to do what's best for you. Now, the other thing where what might be best for you is to figure out what are your core topics and um, as you're building your brand. So for example, my core topic, my entire career has been around storytelling. Now, how I tackle that topic has changed dramatically, right? We didn't use, I didn't used to do this. And now live streaming is easier than ever. And I also didn't use to podcast, right? I, I did written word to podcasting, to live streaming, to, you know, Amazon live, whatever. Like there's always something new, uh, virtual reality, right? Metaverse, all these different things. Um, but then I see some people who have very strong brands out there. And what they do is their core topic is always whatever the latest hot topic is. So all of a sudden, you know, they're an expert at live streaming and now they're an expert at NFTs and now they're an expert at, um, you know, how to drink your coffee in the morning. Um, how would you recommend that people figure that out? I mean, should you be hopping trends like that or should you stay close-ish to a core topic that you always follow? Um, that's a great question. I think it really depends. Um, which is like every marketer's favorite answer. So for me, I'm not a big hop on trends, every single trend, because that's really not my personality. I don't like having to keep up with the Joneses and, oh my gosh, this is the new thing, AI, NFT. And I'm more like you, I like the core, but also within the different nuances or trends or whatever, you can still have a core. So I'm thinking I was reading a book um, and they had showcased the author of the four hour work week. And apparently he has like, you know, four hour diet or it's a bunch of four hour different things um, that aren't related to necessarily working or entrepreneurship. And the reason why it works for him is because his whole life, it's been about optimization um, and getting the quickest way to point A to point B. Um, without, you know, having too much effort. So that's why it always fits for him, even though it seems very different. So I think you can never go wrong if you stay with your core and your values. As I've said, I've pivoted several times um, more within the realm of social media. So it's not like completely different. But the thing that grounds me is a bit of the storytelling, a bit of understanding audience and creative problem solving. So that always is at my core, regardless of whether I'm doing um, interviews or trying to understand audiences better or create content or how I approach my consulting. All of those three things are generally always there. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting. You always have to figure that out and think about uh, what you want to do. And I, you know, I actually do like to hop on trends, but I always tie them back to whatever it is that I'm working on, right? So if it's right. story, like if it has to be, if I'm talking about NFTs, it has to tie back to storytelling one way or another. So for example, why do you have NFTs as your Twitter picture? Like, how is that helping build your brand? I mean, as far as I can tell, it's some unrelated monkey that I've never seen before, right? So, and I know we've had people on the show that explain all this to me, but I'm just saying, so it always has to tie back those to those different things. Um, as we're, as people are thinking about building their brand, how do they know it's the right time? I'll give you an example. So if you get laid off, the right time to build your brand, certainly you can start right then, but the right time to build your brand was actually, you know, years earlier. Um, but how do you know it's the right time? If you're in a cushy job and you know, you, everything is going great, whatever, like what would prompt you to think it's the right time to start this? 
really depends on your personality. My motto is stay ready so you never have to get ready. Um, and having a personal brand where you don't need one is really great. And I'll speak to when I lost my job, I'm very money conscious. I like to save money. I like money coming in. And so when I lost my job, it was like, holy crap. Um, and spending money on maybe headshots or, you know, blog hosting or whatever I needed to do, I didn't necessarily want to do. Um, but when I started getting more clients, that's when I started investing in the different things that I assessed that I needed for my personal brand. And I call that, and if it, you have an employer, um, in this example, I say that that's funding your future. So you already have all the things in place. And when you're stressed out, because let's be real, if you lose your job or you lose some income, that's a very stressful situation. Um, especially if you live like in the United States and there's not like a large safety net, um, you don't have, what is that word? You don't have health insurance. Um, if your health insurance is tied to your employment, that's a lot. And so if you already have that personal brand, that just takes one thing off um, your plate. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the term uh, funding your future. And I think about it like that too. I was just looking at last year's budget for, for this whole production and, you know, I, I really don't do a lot of advertising and I'm thinking, why don't I, you know, is there a reason I should do that? Should I target certain audiences with some advertising and, you know, YouTube advertising, for example, is relatively cheap and you can promote these shows after they go live. Now, we do want to uh, take a quick break here and mention to you, not that I need it today because Adrian is really keeping things moving along, but I drink these Alani's all day long, probably too long than I should, but you can just click, uh, you can scan that link and it takes you right over to Amazon. I don't know if, do you need, uh, do you need energy drinks or no? I don't, Probably not. I won't be able to fall asleep. It, it would be terrible. And that is the problem that I face some days when you have too many. So, but you know, certainly it's only 1130 uh, central time here. Now, you know, it's interesting. Um, my brand certainly has evolved right now. We have on air reads of energy drinks with QR codes. Um, and how do you know how people react to your brand? I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, when I was a journalist back in the print days only, basically, one person calls and complains about your article and 80,000 people didn't call. And all of a sudden that one person just gave the community answer to that it's a horrible article. So how do you actually know if something is good or bad? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I'm from the era of social media. So that's kind of how I have done the pulse of, well, first I tie it back to goals. What is my goal? So last year I wanted to do more speaking. Um, and so I did a series of things, of videos, uh, posts um, to kind of showcase that I can speak and can be engaging. Um, as a speaker. And so I started getting booked for podcasts and conferences and paid speaking gigs. So from there, and it continues. So I say I'm successful. Um, and then I also get feedback. Another way you can do it is by testing out messaging. That's what I like to do um, when I go to networking events. Um, and I really see what resonates with people. And so there'll be certain words or certain stories that people are like, oh, yes, like I, I get this or, you know, they really latch on to it. And so then I try it somewhere else and I, it's a keep going. So it's a lot of um, test and learn. 
going with your gut. Another is being really self-aware of who you are. Um, and I, you know, will just toot my own horn and have good emotional intelligence so I can read people um, pretty well if you don't have that um, skill. Um, really getting feedback from those that you trust. And my suggestion is that a lot of people have opinions and everyone's opinion's not right. The opinions that matter the most to me are the people who respect me um, and that I respect as well. Um, so then I can kind of trust that feedback a little more than someone who may not have any respect for what I do. They'll be like, oh, personal brand, that's stupid. Well, that's not the right person I need to be talking to. So those are a few ways on how I gauge, but it's really a giant test and learn, pick yourself up and try again. Absolutely. T tr test things, try things. And the other thing is I would recommend, I couldn't pull it up quick enough here, the mom test. And they it really talks about how do you ask better questions? So instead of saying, hey, Adrian, do you, do you love my haircut? Do you love it? Of course, you're not going to say, Christoph, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Uh, you know, really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your insights really quickly. Uh, you can also, my day job, foxpopme.com. You can use that for video research and and ask your community, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And basically what it does is you get a video response back. Uh, Adrian, in the last uh, 40 seconds here or so, tell us, who should reach out to you? Who are your perfect clients? And once again, really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Um, I work with um, nonprofits, B2B, um, and people who should reach out to me or people who have some expertise that would just like to unleash it. So you have a point of view. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.